This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Titus, your host, and I'm glad to be back with you guys today. Um, even though I'm going to be talking to myself for the next three episodes, <laughs> um, I'm going to be answering all those questions that we did not get to. Um, there's a lot, and it's going to take every bit of three episodes, and I'm going to do my best. You know how I am sometimes. I say I'm going to do 30 minutes and do 40 minutes. I say I'm going to do 20 and I do 30, so... I'm going to do my best just because my own time restraints to do these each 30 minutes. So um, last week you heard my dad um, on there. That was actually an episode from last year that I had never done. I just kind of kept it in the bank for times when I really needed the episodes basically like for travel or a lot of work or something like that. So that was an old one, but that was good stuff. And I wanted to put that out to you guys. Um, but man, two, three episodes, I've been answering questions, and for some reason, you guys have really ate those up. I don't know if it's just because I'm answering your questions or what. Downloads have been good, been getting good feedback, and uh, as always, I want to say I appreciate you guys listening in. And I've been paid some pretty good compliments. I'm I'm sure everybody doesn't feel this way, and the majority of people don't feel this way, but I have had a couple compliments, actually several pe- people saying I really enjoy the solo episodes that you do. And in my mind, I'm thinking, really? Because that just don't, I just feel like, of course, you would like the ones with guests better. Um, I don't know if I'm just a little bit more down to earth and like more particular or something. I I don't know. Whatever. I don't know what the reasoning is behind that. But I do, uh, I am thankful that it doesn't completely bore you guys and that you don't mind me doing this because. I think if you guys were running this thing, you would see how 
hard and how much work it can be at times to um, get a guest on here and everything. But it's not really that, this situation. We're about to go out of town, some family vacation and stuff and camp and all that good stuff that we do in the off season. And I just really wanted to keep pumping out two episodes a week. And since I'll be gone for a little while, I definitely want to make sure I got you guys the content. So without further ado, let's get into it. Um, I was looking up all these questions that I had screenshotted from, uh, let's see, what did I have those on? I think I had them on, did I have them on YouTube? Man, that reminds me. No, I didn't. It was just Instagram and Facebook, I think. But anyways, I'm going to actually... I don't know when these questions are from, but these are some good questions too, actually. So I'm just going to start way back, and it's going to take me about three episodes to get to all these. And I'm going to start answering them. But um, let me make sure. I Actually, I thought I had them all lined out, but there's actually more I screenshotted <coughs> that I didn't see. Sorry. So, okay. Well, actually, that doesn't even... So... I'm going to do Q&As, but there's also a whole other section of stuff I wanted to have episodes on about the um, California Waterfowl Association questions and survey that they did, but I'm going to leave that for another one. So let's get right into your guys' questions. These are actually older, these ones I'm going to talk about right now. These are from Instagram Stories, and these are actually... Um, I'm not going to answer all these because I do need to have a dog trainer on here for this. But this is back from April, and I actually forgot about these. So let's go into them. So uh, Taylor Matheson, I don't know if that's Matheson or Matheson, you asked, introduce puppies to live birds ASAP or wait for their adult teeth to come in. Um, I am going to ask that to um, Barton Ramsey when we have him and Chris Aiken back on. I'm going to ask those questions, but I'm going to answer that one because <clears throat> I feel like I, can, I can't give you a super detailed answer to that, but I can definitely give you an answer, I feel like. I'm just going to tell you from experience, I didn't introduce Rocky to live birds as a little pup, and I want to tell you right now, I'm definitely doing that on my next dog, 100%, because, and we didn't do that with Kelly either because on both dogs, Rocky and Kelly, um, we didn't do that. And when they went on their first hunt and a bird, whether it was a coot for Rocky, which I look back and that was kind of stupid. I mean, I don't think it was wrong. I should have just waited for a duck. The coot wasn't actually dead and just clamped on to Rocky. It's a funny story, but I've that's haunted me ever since that happened. And that was six years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you can end up, if you're not careful, you can end up doing things in training or when they're young that you could end up paying for for a long time. So, I mean, who would know that shooting a coot, sending Rocky after it, and then it still being alive and pecking at him would put this fear of God in him to, like, pick up things that are moving now. That's not to say he doesn't pick up birds alive or chase birds down. I've watched Rocky dive his head underwater and pick up birds that were alive. So it's not that that doesn't do that. It just sometimes creates that hesitancy you know what I mean like sometimes he just hesitates and and he'll especially on geese especially not on ducks really but on geese that are alive 
he's just like, he'll go in and then they'll flop the ring and he'll back up. And he just, he still does that to this day. And then some days he goes out there. I shot some snows two seasons ago and he just picked them up like there was nothing. So I don't, I have no idea. It's just weird, but I would, to answer that question, I gave that illustration and I would say, yes, a hundred percent get a pigeon. Um, and I didn't really have access to do that before, but I would definitely get a pigeon and, uh, I see a spider floating over my fan and I'm going to kill the sucker right now. Hold on. Got him. <laughs> I need to get my house sprayed so bad. There has been so many. I don't know if it's the season or what, but flies and spiders have been absolutely insane, especially in our house and outside in our backyard too. But had to get that little guy. Those That's one of those little small, clear ones that are so small. It's like smaller than the size of a tick, but those are the ones that crawl up in your ears at night. So we had to kill that sucker. Anyways... <clears throat> Yes, introduce your puppies to live birds ASAP. That's my opinion, okay? I don't think a teeth really has nothing to do with it, in my opinion. Get a pigeon. Go buy one or go shoot one at a dairy or whatever you got to do. You know, whatever. I, You know, people sell those. Um, I don't know personally of any that around here, but I know they do have them. I just haven't tried to find it. But you definitely want to your pup to not be afraid. Like you want that, that aggression to be there and to chase after him and realize it's not going to hurt him. It's it, it creates more drive in him. And <clears throat> I got to reiterate this again, guys, I get asked this so much and I answer it so much in podcasts and I still don't understand why I get asked all the time. And I don't know if it's people don't listen to podcasts. Probably is what it is. Just random people on YouTube asking me, but I, I get this all the time. I get it on the DMS. I get it on YouTube and that is, what's wrong with my puppy? They will not, well, they don't even say puppy, my dog. They just say, my dog will not retrieve birds and uh, or, or, or bumpers. And I'm like, man, that's a, that's scary, you know? And I'm thinking, but I've done this long enough now, and I've got that question so many times, I instantly know. In fact, this last DM I got was the that question. I said, I go, let me guess, your, your dog, you know, I guess I think of the word dog as an adult dog you know because if they said puppy i would know right away but i said let me guess your dog is like three months old and they're like yeah how'd you know because what they're saying is they'll go and get a bumper one time and then they're they're burnt out and they don't want to bring it back anymore i'm like my goodness guys they're babies they're babies literally go see how long you could throw something across the floor to a toddler that's six months, eight months, nine months old, whatever it is that they start crawling and see how many times they're going to go after it. They're a baby that they're going to look at it, go after it one time, and then they're going to get distracted. And it's the same way with puppies. Don't overdo it. You don't even really need to do it. Honestly, I know the thing is you get a retriever and you just want to play fetch every day, all day. That's just, just in us. That's what we want to do. We want to see it. It gets us excited. We're proud of them, blah, 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 you know, but you don't need to do it. I promise you, you, I bet you, you can never play fetch with your lab or your retriever or whatever kind of dog you have for hunting till they're six months old and you'd be blown away how much they love to retrieve and probably more so than they do because you're throwing them bumpers every day and there are tennis balls and they're getting worn out and bored with it. I didn't, 
That's one thing Chris Aiken said in his videos to not overdo it. And I heeded to that. And everyone says that watches those videos knows it. And here's the same thing I did. But for some reason, they still don't, they still ask me, why are they not retrieving? <clears throat> By retrieving a lot is not creating drive. By having your dog, your puppy retrieving all the time, that does not create drive. Keeping it from them does, right? If you could have candy or sodas all day long when you were a kid and you, you had full access to it, yeah, you'd eat it, you'd drink it, drink those sodas, but eventually you want, you'd drink, want to drink water and you would want to eat regular food. But people that hold their kids back and don't let them have no candy, no sugar, no sodas and all that stuff, those kids lose their mind when they're finally allowed to have Skittles or a Snickers bar or, you know, candy or soda, they basically tweak out and it's like they're on crack. That's the best analogy I can give for holding back retrieving from a retriever. You want to create high drive. You want your dog to go flying after that bumper and just lose their ever loving minds because they can't think of nothing else but getting that bumper don't do it. Don't throw it. I promise you, you don't have to think, man, I don't know if they're going to want to retrieve. If I do that, I'm telling you, just take my advice. Two dogs of experience. I know that's not a lot. I would suggest go elsewhere to get all this deep opinions, but you're going to hear that from everyone you go to. You asked me, I'm telling you, hold back once a week if you want. If you really need to, once a week, toss one or two Soft or tennis balls or bumpers twice, once or twice, done. Don't do it again. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I learned that from Rocky. I didn't do it all the time even then, but I would probably do it two, three times a week. Well, I really told Nathaniel to scale way back on Kelly, and Kelly's more of a drive than Rocky does ever had. And yes, she has a different mom, but... I mean, or, you know, she's got a mix of another bloodline in there. So that could be a factor too. But what my point is, is that drive, they just, they almost tremble because they want to go so bad. But if they do it all the time, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully that analogy I gave you, I don't, I don't want to beat that into the ground, but I kind of do because I get it all the time. And I'm trying to give the best illustration of why you don't want to do that. All right, let's move on. I don't want to do no more of that uh, dog stuff because I'm saving that for another podcast. Um, so I write my notes here. Let's move on to the next question. I'm going to burn through these other ones a little bit faster. Okay, here we go. All right. I don't think I ordered this one, but this is from Cameron.iv28 on Instagram. I don't think I did. And he said, what is a new waterfowling technique slash skill slash product that you're going to experiment with? And I will tell you this, because I don't remember if I answered this question already, but I'm 100% going to tell you this. Duck Creek decoys. Duck Creek decoys. Look them up. They're not cheap. In fact, I'm going to pull it up on Instagram right now. I'll just make sure I'm not saying something stupid I shouldn't be saying. Yeah, Duck Duck Creek decoy works. All one word on Instagram if you want to go find them. I'm sure they're on Facebook, too. But man, are they realistic. They're, they call it the flashback two is what they have out right now. And it's just a realistic, effective, durable, made in the USA motion decoy. And they're bad. I'm not sponsored by them or nothing. They did send me some. 
and they're not cheap. I, I'm going to go look it up and see what it costs, but look them up. Duck Creek, Deco- Duck Creek Decoys. Okay, you can go find them on their website. It's duckcreekdecoys.com. And I want to say they're like 300 bucks a piece. So, yes, I do know they're not cheap. Um, and to buy two of those is, it's a lot. I'm just going to be honest. It's a lot, right? Now, that being said, I feel like I like to make an investment every year, every season. And uh, actually, I'm going to have this guy on the podcast as a guest here within a month or so, hopefully. But um, they're American-made, so that's a bonus. Yes, a lot of times when something's American-made, it does cost more. But we are definitely going to be using those this year. Will we still use the pulsators? Probably. Um, I'm sure we will if we need them and want a big spread. But I'm really, really, really excited about using these Duck Creek decoy motion decoys um for the days that i don't feel like pulling a jerk string because motion ducks is my go-to you know that like motion ducks has always been the best looking in fact why not pair up motion ducks with this bk because this is on its own deal it's on a battery put it off in the corner out of reach right put two of those or whatever i got uh, drake mallard's and then I can have the motion ducks closer to me to pull the string. My goodness. You talk about a spread that's going to suck birds in. Um, so let me read this, what's on their website. So it's Flashback 2 is what they call it. Um, it's They got Drake's or hands that you can buy. They're made in the USA. It's got a new truck bed coating. Gives more durability and less shine. It's a new 5-ounce, 12-volt lithium battery with 12-hour runtime, which is awesome. That's, that's about what... Um, uh, Pulsators say, but I don't think I've ever got 12 hours out of pulsators. And again, I haven't ran these. I've ran them in the pool, but I have not run them all day to see what they would do. So it's quieter, more durable motor because they had the flashback one. So they made these more quieter. I'm telling you right now, I threw it in my pool and I just sat there and was quiet. There was no wind outside, nothing, no background noise. I just listened. I mean, you can literally not really hear them. And what it is... You got the body, and then you got the head, and the head goes end over end. It's hard to explain through verbiage, but the head goes over. It dunks in the water, which the weight of that lifts the t- the basically the body and the tail upright, like a, a bird's feeding. It comes back through its bo- its own body because there's a gap there, and it just goes in a rotation motion. So the head goes forward, down, back through, and up again. Just boom, boom. It looks so good. The ripples look so good. The motion looks good. It's quiet. Like, I you, I can't tell you a pump time. I've been wanting one of these for like three years. I just never pulled the trigger. And then he reached out to me. And I was like, uh, yes, please. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> I try not to, you know, like I don't really reach out to people or nothing. But I was just like, I'm not going to reach out. I'm not going to ask for something free. I'm just going to buy it because I already know those things are going to work. They are bulky. They're kind of big. Um, I would say like back when, uh, who's the decoy brand? Uh, my goodness. It's the one I've always used for years until I went to file approach. Avian. Avian X's. So if you've ever seen Avian X's Magnums, they don't, they don't even make them anymore. But they had Magnum decoys. They're about the size of that or maybe just a hair bigger. Kevin has several Magnums, and it's about that size. Really good coating, really good paint job. Um, 
I'm actually probably going to, I'll probably actually do a video on it. I really should. I don't really like doing videos that are <clears throat> on review videos sometimes on certain things because um, they're just real short videos and I don't know. I should do it. At the same time, I don't know if I want to. I might do it on a um, a short, a YouTube short. I don't really want to do a whole full video on that because it's going to be really short. But um, let me just let me just be nice here. You guys, are, if you're watching the YouTube channel, you're like, just whip it out. Hold on. I had no intentions of talking about these, but since you asked that question about anything new this year, it sparked my mind. Okay, so here it is. Okay, so here's the here's the battery box. Everything's waterproof, so you're probably gonna want to come on the YouTube channel, the MVM show. Check it out if you want to get a review. I'm this this is gonna be the review. I'm not gonna do a video on the regular channel. But there's an eight ounce weight. <coughs> there's an eight ounce weight connected to this box. It's kind of like a pelican, a small pelican box, with the cord coming out, and you can. It's basically all sealed, waterproof. And then he gives you this grease that you put inside the connectors, so just to minimize rust or anything like that. Pop this open. It's kind of stiff. All right. And then inside, you got a lithium battery pack. Hopefully, I'm holding that right where you guys can see it. And then there's the connectors here inside to connect to this adapter which goes through through the box into the decoy, and this, which you connect to the battery. I, I leave them unplugged, obviously, but... So there's that, okay? When you're out there hunting, these are waterproof boxes. Snap it closed, okay? Plug it in, <clears throat> and I'm not going to plug it in right now, but... I'm going to show you this. This is what it looks like. And there's junk flying everywhere, sorry. But here it is. You connect it to this, the battery box to this, Drop it underwater. And boom, you got, I think you're sitting out of probably mm, four feet of cord. And you he puts a dill on here so you can extend it and obviously have it as deep as you want. So no matter how deep the water is, you'll be fine. So there's that, basically that. Almost like, a, what do they call that when you spray rhino lining on your bed? It's kind of like that. But it's got a real good paint scheme. Here's the mallard head. Put it up. It stays there to hold it. But that's not how it's going to sit, right? Because basically what this does is the machine just runs it. This goes over. When that head drops over, there's the head's real heavy. There's weight in it. Boom. It puts this up. So this is bobbing, making ripples. This head's still swinging through. And then when it does that, boom. Boom. Lift the head back up. It's hard. It's hard to do it. Hold it. 
the weight. Boom. And it just keeps going. It looks so good. There's another trick you can do with this. Um, I, I'm not going to say it. It's something like wrapping the cord around the bottom. So where basically the head stays like that. And it just sits there and does this. And never the head never runs through. Which I think if you, had, if you had three or four of those, I would do that. But with just having two, I think I still want the head just to go through. But literally it just sits there and bobbles. Because it's basically wanting to go through. But you got it blocked from going through. So it just makes ripples. It looks, it's bomb. Trust me, guys. Again, I know it's pricey. I know it's expensive. Not everybody's going to want to do it. Can you kill ducks without it? Absolutely. Been killing ducks a long time with all this, without all this fancy stuff. But since you asked me and said, "What's you know what's new this year? What do you got going on?" That's where it is. And actually, it's cheaper than I said. So. The flashback two, which is what I just showed you, Drake is two forty nine ninety nine, so it's two fifty. Uh, yeah, and if you get the hand and the Drake, it's five hundred. So I mean, it's still two fifty, and the hand is two fifty. So everything is two fifty for these. And they actually, if you pay attention to their website, DuckCreekDecoys.com, they have. At the bottom, they have blemished Drake and a blemished hen. They're all sold out right now, but let's see. If, oh, wow. So they were offering those for 200 bucks, but they're all sold out. So you would save 50 bucks if you keep your eyes peeled on their site and look for those blemished paint jobs or whatever abnormalities, um, you can save another 50 bucks. So 200 bucks a piece. Um, yes, they're like I said, they're pricey, but I haven't seen nothing, in my opinion, that looks as good as that. So... Let's go ahead and move on. That was kind of a, that's a bonus for you guys because that's kind of doing a review video um, without doing a review video, and it's on the podcast for you those that are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcast or any of that stuff. You're just gonna have to jump over here if you want to look at that and timestamp it when you're hearing to come over here. All right. So that's that's the new product that we're gonna experiment with this year. Um, new techniques, new skills. Not really that I can think of right now. I'm sure there's something. I'm always coming up with new stuff every year, just trying to get better, take notes, all that stuff. But not as of right now, I can't think of any things. So let's move on. I'm thinking I got time for about one more thing. Um, okay, answer all those questions. Answer all those. Okay, this is a really good question. I'm trying to see if I should wait on this or not because I do not want to. Okay, let's just go. Sam Baker, 1997, asked this question. This is a great question. <clears throat> Realistic expectations for second year of public duck hunting. How many spots should I have? And he said, to note, I am duck hunting alone too, by the way. So, Sam, that's actually a really good question. It's not like it's... It's for, it's for you personally, but I think this does answer a lot of people's questions. A lot of people have this question in their head. They might not just ask it. Ah, taking a sip of the NOS. Let me think about this for a second. Mm. 
Well, I'm not going to try to give you, Sam, a, a specific amount of spots. But this is a fair question because second year, I don't know if you had any mentors at all. You do hunt by yourself, so I'm almost thinking you kind of don't. Other than watching videos, listening to podcasts, doing everything you can possibly do on your own, which is great. And I give props to you for that. Um, hopefully you have Onyx. If you don't, I'm going to highly suggest that you get Onyx hunt maps, okay? Um, there's another app, too. I can't remember the name of it, but I suggest Onyx. Just got all the kinks worked out. It's been around for a long time now. But get that. Uh, hopefully you have already. If you didn't, you're going to have to start now or look on your on your map and find your spots on Onyx. Put the pin there. And what I do is I use the, the waterfowl or the duck little emoji, and I do it red. So pins that I've hunted at, that I've killed birds at, those, those are red and has ducks on it. That's for sure spots because you can use all kinds of colors and all different kinds of emojis, I call them, or icons. If I've never hunted there and I, I've been researching it on the map, I use a black X. So when I look at those, those are spots I like, I've looked at, I've wanted to try, but I never have. Don't know if I'll kill anything. So that's what I use for that. Ramps, like boat launches or ramps, I use like a purplish color with a boat symbol on it. Those are my, and those stick out to me, right? When I'm going through my Onyx, whatever state I'm going to. But realistically, Sam, I mean, if you, I don't know, if you, depends on how many, if you just go to one refuge, let's say you go to one refuge, one refuge you hunted all year last year and you hunted 10 times and you've got three to five spots. I feel like that's really good, honestly. There's so so many scenarios. I wish I could have got a few more details about your experience to answer this. I'm just throwing scenarios out there. Let's say you hunted 20 times and you did three refuges. I feel like if you had six to nine spots, I think that's great. Okay? Um, so basically rolling into your second year, if you've got – Anywhere between 6 and 15 spots, that's a lot. I feel like it is. Uh, 6 is on the lower end, but 15, that's a lot. Especially when you're, you're only second year and you solo hunt. You don't got a buddy that's finding spots too and you share pins. You're doing it by yourself. So I think that's no something to be noted. And um, I think that you're, you know, if you were doing that, you'd be very well. Like, even if you only had a couple, that's not the end of the world. Um, because, but here's the thing. Let me say this. If you, let's just say if you hunted 10 times and you've only, you only had two spots. When you're at those spots, and I said this a couple episodes ago, but when you're at those spots, don't just hone in and focus in and get tunnel vision on where you're hunting. While you're hunting, if it's not that good, but you hear gunshots elsewhere, be looking, you know, I'm not saying to be a shot chaser, but look where that's coming from. Or if you see birds 300 yards away and they're locked up and landing the spot, don't be scared to move, get a new spot. Boom. So what your spot where you were at that day was slow. Well, who cares? Cause guess what? You just got another spot from that because a spot 300 yards away that you've never hunted. Now you're seeing birds drop in. You've got another pin in your onyx hunt maps. 
So you can almost get more pins every single time you want you hunt. So if you hunt 10 times, you could walk away with an extra 10 more pins on top of what you already had. So it's nothing your first year to have 20 to 40 pins, really, depending on how you work and how you, you work out your scouting and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> it's a good question because you're checking on yourself and saying, hey, am I, am I in the ballpark? ballpark am i good um when you go to a new refuge or you get a reservation or say you're in the midwest or back east and you spent all day and found this one spot well that's good you found that spot um depending on your work schedule school schedule whatever you're doing you may have enough time to scout all the time so whatever your ability allows you and your schedule allows you you could get so many pins, it's not even funny, and spots. And just, let me say this too, you don't have to have, uh, you don't have to have hunted a spot to say it's a spot, because like I said, I've done this so many times, I'm like, okay, I hunted this, we did really well, but as we're killing birds here, I'm seeing birds 300 yards away, and I use landmarks to figure out right where it's at, I'm kind of standing up tall if I can, and I'm like looking at the map, Doing my direction. Okay, that's it right there. Boom, I pin it. That's another hot spot. Like, guaranteed, I might go there next week. You know what I mean? Because I seen so many birds going in there. No one was shooting. And and they're just dumping in over there. So something's going on there. And I guarantee you, I would say nine times out of ten, those birds will be there next week. If nobody messes with them, there's a reason they're going over there. So, because no one's shooting at them and there's food. And it's a good... Maybe it's a good roost too. So <clears throat> hopefully that answers that question. Um, the next couple ones will I'll try to burn through a little bit more. I really think I think you guys got a bonus <clears throat> um, episode out of this. Maybe not so much the guys listening, but the guys watching on the YouTube channel. I think you got a kind of a good little bonus on this one. So I don't feel bad only covering three or four topics on this one. So that'll be it on this one. Uh, stay tuned. We got more to come. Lots of answering your guys' questions. We'll see you on the next one. <laughs>